Jen. M. <laughs> you have no idea what I'm going to ask you right now. Does that make you nervous? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Don't worry. It's related to today's podcast. Great. What are your never miss podcasts that you listen to every week? Do you have any? I mean, I've slowed down a little bit lately just because like pre-festival, it gets hard to watch stuff and it's a lot easier to like listen to stuff for me. And so I get like really heavy into podcasts and pretty much have one on like constantly so that my brain can just like process anything. But in general, it's like the ringer crew of podcasts. It's like the watch and the prestige TV pod and uh, house of R are really the ones that I enjoy the most. What is house of R? House of R is a podcast with a friend of the festival, Joanna Robinson, and uh, Mallory Rubin that is focused on like genre fantasy, uh, like TV, film, et cetera. So across the board, like all kind of pop culture genre fantasy. Yeah. I mean, it, it was part of the Ringerverse, which is their like multi-podcast feed of like genre stuff, um, but just recently broke off into its own feed. But they just... I just really love their friendship and the way that they I've never seen two people who could talk about pop culture as long as I could. Um, <laughs> they'll take a, you know, 40 minute episode of something and spend three hours going really, 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 really deep into it. So it's like, you know, not for the faint of heart, but it's, it's Would a you, lot of fun. Do you listen to that in one go or are you listening to it in pieces as you're moving about your day? Um, it depends. I mean, it probably depends on what it is. Honestly, I listen to them talk about a lot of stuff that I don't even watch. So sometimes I just put it on and like, let it play. Does that make you want to, does that make you want to go watch things? Or are you like, Oh, that's interesting insight. Moving on. Sometimes like they're really, really into the Game of Thrones universe. Um, like they're both like, like obsessive, like deep fans of both the books and the shows and I'm not as an English major and somebody who likes like literary analysis and that kind of stuff. The way that they talk about the books and TV is really like, it feels very like, I mean like college literary class in a way that I like, I really yeah. enjoy. So like, even if it's not a thing that I'm a fan of like the, because they are so like thoughtful and often pull in like references to other texts and shows and, and films like it just brings me joy to hear people like kind of tie stuff together in the way that my brain does automatically like as I as I watch things or read things um so yeah sometimes one sitting sometimes yep it's like back and forth in the car or whatever but yeah I don't listen to a lot of podcasts mm -hmm. um but well it used to be Brene Brown. I always listen to Brene Brown. and We miss, do know this. <laughs> miss, I know. Miss deeply um, <laughs> that she's not doing weekly podcasts anymore, but I fully understand. But for very Brene Brown reasons, she's, uh, yes. she's not. <laughs> exactly. Uh, and so I go back and listen to old episodes sometimes. And I also listen to audiobooks because I am more than a podcast. I'm an audiobook person. However, I do listen to TV's top five. Mm -hmm. 
on a pretty regular basis. Yeah. I think it's good information and updates and a great way to get my entertainment news, mm-hmm. TV entertainment news. And then during the last season, season of Succession, I would listen to The Watch. And it was the first time that I really listened to a series-specific podcast. Mm-hmm. And it was because after watching it on a Sunday night, I needed someone to, one, explain at least half of it to me, if not three-fourths of it to me. Yeah. And I also, you just wanted to talk about it. The way that they talk about it, just, it's kind of like what you're saying with Joanna and Mallory. You're like, these are people that I just want to listen. And I feel like I'm in conversation with them and maybe talking out loud a little bit back to them. But it just felt like the type of conversation you want to have after you watch an episode of something you love so much and you just have to talk to someone about it immediately. And listening to that, it felt like that's what I was doing. Yeah. And then they would explain things. It's kind of funny that you went to the watch versus like the prestige TV pod because they don't, Chris and Andy don't usually focus on just one show. Like that's kind of their exception. They usually talk about like multiple (laughs) things. But yeah, I feel like those two podcasts, like because they cover it in different ways and they kind of have like different vibes when talking about it, like that was definitely like, let's watch the episode and then it's like immediately go listen (laughs) yep to to those two podcasts because it's like you're still it's like still like pumping through your veins and you just want you just want to hear somebody else like validate your your hype and your feelings and theories i feel like doing those podcasts are so amazing to me because you have to do them immediately i mean they're in real time because people want to listen to them immediately i don't know how much people go back and listen to them later um but I was like, this is very impressive. And I know they're getting screeners and able to do it sometimes earlier, but still it's impressive to keep that up week to week. Yeah, for sure. Which leads us to today's podcast episode, which is launching a podcast company, really spearheaded. I know there's people on the panel that we'll talk about in a minute, more people, but with Christy Carlson Romano, I feel like she was our way into it and the person that made us aware of this company and wanting to do this conversation. I know that you were a fan of her. (laughs) I am. Maybe in some childhood days. Yes. Um, Yeah. I mean, I was a Disney kid growing like Disney channel kid, I guess. Oh, Disney and Disney channel. Um, But yeah, I mean, even Stevens, Kim Possible, like Cadet Kelly. Um, (laughs) Oh, I loved Cadet Kelly. (laughs) I was too old for it, but I still enjoyed it. Very uh, formative. Um, But yeah, I mean, her and her husband are are Austinites now. And we're always trying to find ways to pull in people that live in Austin to, you know, the festival community. And uh, her and Brendan had have launched this company along with uh, Calvin, who they're Calvin Robertson, their president, um, who is also on this podcast. But yeah, I mean, they've been taking these, you know, these nostalgic shows and like giving them this sort of unique video forward, social forward, like platform to go back and revisit these shows and sort of their individual experiences growing up in a very peculiar yeah. way in the industry being like child actors and and young actors um which there's just a lot to discuss there (laughs) um but uh but yeah so anyway i mean yes long time uh christy fan and you know we reached out to them to see if they would be interested in hanging out this year and luckily we got to do two different conversations with them one that that's this one that's more focused on like the 
actual like business of Podco and sort of how and why they launched and what their goals are and sort of differentiating themselves from just like a regular podcast. We also did a showcase with three of their shows on the last day of the festival and had those hosts come in and and that was really fun as well. So we kind of got to come at it from two different angles and they were very game for all of it. Uh, I know one question that they ask during this conversation is, I mean, they're sourcing from the audience. <laughs> what do people want to hear? What podcast ideas do people have? They obviously have a lot up their sleeve. Is there a subject, whether it's a show or maybe even like, I don't know, a specific genre theme that you would really want to listen to a podcast on? Oh, uh, mm, good question. <laughs> As I buy time, is there a show you'd want to have someone deep dive into? It could be current show. I don't know. I mean, I feel like most of the current shows that I really love, like, kind of have at least like some sort of coverage, like, dedicated to them. Um, which is probably like chicken and egg. Like, I seek out those podcasts to begin with because they're covering those shows so um but i mean i feel like there's there's shows that like are older that i would be interested in i also feel like there's not like a a major sort of like podcast covering stuff from like a queer lens like Mm, i feel like i would really enjoy that uh i mean there's there's there are podcasts that do that um and but yeah, I don't, I don't, I feel like there are a lot of shows that we could kind of go back and re-examine through that lens. It would be really interesting. Um, I thought about this question for a long time. Okay. Because I was like, what would make me <laughs> excited Yes, <laughs> uh, to like be like, yes, I have to listen to this. I was like, is there a person? Is there a show? Are you going to give it? away a good idea right now that we... <laughs> well, no, because it's something okay. that we would not, it's not a TV themed thing. Great. Um, I would like... Yes. A podcast on in sync. But I want it done in the style of Dolly Parton's America, where it talks about the influence of them on culture and like a little bit of their history and their backstory, but it's like set in the wider scheme of how it influenced mm-hmm. culture and their social or I guess global impact and um so it's like a bigger look at, I mean, it's really boy bands and boy, boy band bands culture, of that era, yeah. but really because NSYNC was my favorite and what that looks like. Because I was thinking, I don't necessarily need a podcast that's like, tell me what it was like to be in a boy band. But I loved Dolly Parton's America more than I ever thought that I would. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was done in such a cool way and it was so interesting. So that's what I've decided I think would be very cool. And I'm not going to do that. And it's not TV related. So someone should go do that. And then you can just thank me on the credits. Someone should go do that. That would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Slash maybe depressing. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like there's just a lot of like late 90s, early 2000s pop history that like is very complicated. Um, And I would definitely listen to many hours of that. Yep. Yep. That's a good idea. Well, with that... Here is launching a podcast company with Brendan Rooney, Christy Carlson Romano, and Calvin Robertson, moderated by Jennifer Byrne of Austin Life Magazine. And there is a surprise guest, but I'm not going to tell you who it is. You got to listen to find out. Well, I mean, the news is out there now. Do we want to just say it? 
Fine. It's already like launched. So <laughs> I don't feel like it's a surprise anymore. I mean, it was a surprise guest. I don't know. Maybe people don't know who the surprise guest was. Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> the surprise guest that's not a surprise anymore is Annalisa Vanderpool, also from That's a Raven and, and Disney Channel things. But but yeah, she popped in to talk about launching her new podcast with Christy. So enjoy. So we're going to jump right in. All right. These are the biggest heels ever. (laughs) She's a full foot taller than me. I couldn't tailor my pants. I'm glad we're sitting. (laughs) Me too. So what was the inspiration to start Podco? The inspiration. Um, We were seeing that there really wasn't a lot of video and social media forward podcasting happening. So like simulcasting. Um, We had a couple of shows that were... One was with iHeart, another one with, we still have a show with iHeart, actually. Another one with Acast, and they were really prioritizing just the audio side of things, and we wanted to capitalize on the video and social media side of things. And of course, Christy, having a very deep network into the nostalgia space, we wanted to tap into that, and also the power of love (laughs) with the two of us, and friendship with our forces combined. Yeah, um, it's, we wanted to do things a little differently, and uh, we just went for it. I think it came naturally too, because you know we all come mostly out of video, and we've been producing a lot of YouTube stuff for Christy. And so when Christy started doing podcasting, it just seemed it, it just not by accident, but it's like we immediately were just thinking like, well, what's the video component of this? Yeah. yeah. And it, it kind of just grew organically out of that. Yeah, we're filmmakers th- first. You are, and I I I saw it. I I'm an active user of TikTok and social media, probably too much because I'm a very tired mom. <laughs> so that's like my community. And so I just felt like I saw what was what was the shift, the, the pivot, that the visual was becoming a higher production value, which we were always able to do. We just didn't, we weren't activated yet. And so this has been a great opportunity for us to lean into our, our comfort zone. And yeah, our- how do you make podcasts but thinking first about social media? Right. Yeah, I think, I think we were really... Homing in on branding, visual branding. How do you be? How do you become ubiquitous, right? So for us, it's like okay. Well, if we're all over social media, that will go to the video, and then inherently will go to the audio, and that was sort of our approach. Nice. Yeah. What have you each found to be a challenge in launching a podcast network? It's exhausting. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's a it's a full scale effort, and some of our team members are here. They're actually our social media people, of course. At all and times. And our special guest today. Jackie Castro, who's the head of our social media team, is getting married in two weeks. And she's in the <laughs> middle of planning a crazy wedding and also shooting this. Um, yeah, the real challenge is, like, figuring out the correct hires, how to thwart, like, bottlenecking issues in the editing process. How do you scale up? You know, we have a lot of now incoming um, opportunities for people who want to do shows with us, especially in the rewatch space. So it's like, what do you green light? What do you not? You're obviously really digging into your finances and thinking about where to allocate. Um, there's a lot of that. Cal, what do you think? I, yeah, I think it's just the, it's the challenges that are probably pretty obvious. 
It's just yeah. how do you, it's a lot of moving parts, a lot of deliverables, and how do you do it in the most efficient way? For me, it's quality control. We have a lot of conversations together because I want to make sure that the content that we're making is not just authentic and obviously optimized and SEO grabbing and all that stuff, but that it's backed up with something that's just truly engaging with our fans and whoever, and, and really building that. I mean, uh, the quality control component can kind of, we have not brushed it to the side. We constantly are keeping it a part of the conversation, the three of us at different times, whenever I can get everyone's attention. But it is always something that we're thinking about. Yeah. And what's your monetization strategy? You know, a lot of podcasts are starting now. And Ooh, the secrets. <laughs> this is proprietary. Monetize. You cannot know. Um, you know, our monetization strategy, it's not a mistake we started with video. So Christy and I had done a lot of stuff together, and so had Cal in, in the new media space over the last five or so years and realized that the power of branded integration on the video and social media side was far greater than the audio side. Well, still meaningful, of course, on the audio side. For us, it's like, well, I think we can scale up real, very quickly if we're able to tap into our brand network and start monetizing across video. You can track conversion faster. There's just, yeah, there's a lot more upside there. So we, we launched Video Forward because we knew we could, we could make money as a company more quickly. Um, so there's that combined with the social and really digging into the analytics. You know, um, those two things. I and think we also are tried Patreon and we haven't done merch yet, but there's like so many options for young, you know, a young company like ours that does have a knowledge base and does have, you know, some, some, you know, virality behind us. And we're on the charts and like we have a lot of momentum. And that's why we're even here today, which we're just so proud of. Well, we also look at, you know, we're very careful about the type of shows we do and the talent and, you know, hosts that are a part of those shows. So I think included with that monetization strategy or like beyond just a rev share model, we, we kind of share an ownership of these. So there's an incentivization for our hosts to really want to dig in and make sure these sh shows are successful. So from a performance perspective, like we can, we can ensure we're going to keep improving. That's part of that strategy. And then the way we work with brands is slightly different. Like we're, we're very focused on almost more traditional talent type of partnerships where it's not just like having a door-to-door -door salesman sell something, but really about how do you create a large brand, brand awareness effect and then eventually convert, but really like being organic and very, um, you know, surgical about who we partner with from a brand perspective so that we look good, so that audiences aren't over inundated with just a bunch of products coming their way all the time, but more of sort of an authentic relationship to the brand and the talent, the shows, et cetera. So your vision, like, 10-year vision. It's Ooh. kind of like a 360 video podcast, branding, merch. VR, you know, augmented reality, living in the future. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I was like, I didn't know this. He's yeah. got big plans, but I mean. Neuralink was just approved by the FDA. Who knows where this is going to go? Um, no, yeah. So 10-year plan is to um, just be still living. That would be good <laughs> for sure. No, I'm kidding. I think... Um, you know, at, at least from, from the three-year perspective, it's we really want to onboard um, more shows in this space. Obviously, now we're kind of being seen as the place to go for, for the, for the rewatches. Um, so we like that, right? We, we want to keep doing it. But we also are going to stair-step into new categories. We're already discussing going into the food space, um, 
you know, science somewhat. But for the immediate, we're going to keep doing this. And in three years from now, you know, we hope to have probably around like 40 shows or more. You know, by this time next year, we should have 20. We're going to be releasing six more in the next three to four months. I think that's kind of, we're going to introduce one of those in just a second. Um, but yeah, 10 years, $5 billion valuation. Does that sound good? I don't that's know. Fair. No. <laughs> 10 years is, yeah. I mean, we'll see where podcasting is. Who knows? And can each of you... Oh. No, no. That's, I, I love you. <laughs> We're friends. Jen I'm is so, also a friend. I'm so, so happy that she was able to take the time to do this, so I do want to publicly say thank you very much. What do you much. think, Cal? Where are we going to be in 10 years? I think 10 is very... I think 10 is a lot. I think 3 is great, right? Like, 10 is... If, if this social no, media... No, I want to know his vision of the future. 3 years is 10 years are in we, social media, you know, in new media, I should say. I don't know about 10 years. That's really, I mean, five years, I think, is a very easy conversation. Yeah. 10, I don't know. But that's an exciting prospect. I'll spend some time thinking about 10 years. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> He's a very philosophical guy. Really, what's your vision for the future? Yeah. yeah. And it's a great question. Uh, I, do, I do think what's interesting to me is, like, how, what comes after YouTube, right? Like, YouTube right now is the place to go for long-form video. But, like, what is the next piece of evolution in content creation. I'm very interested in, in sort of technological change and growth and want to be a part of whatever that is. So that's what excites me. It's a bit unknown now, but we're absolutely going to be leaning into whatever that may be. I think that a social media game, it's like you need to be the first to the new platform so that you can have the most growth the fastest. I think we've even seen some slowing on TikTok as a whole. Um, and, and also you're, uh, you're sort of beholden to the algorithm on a week-by-week -week basis. So again, quality control is something that I really try to put an emphasis on while they're doing all the building development and the branding and all that stuff. Because I just think that the quality control is the direct pipeline to what your demo wants. And so with these different platforms, I think people assume that the new platform is not going to attract a millennial you know, fan base, but it does. I mean, like, I know for a fact that millennial moms are all over and millennial nostalgia is all over TikTok. That's actually, I mean, that's an interesting point you brought up. But I think people think nostalgia, sometimes they're weary of it. But like myself as a use case, as I get older and life gets more complicated, I find myself watching more of the shows I grew up with or the shows that I really love because they're familiar to me. So I think that sort of subconsciously was part of our strategy launch. It's like, well, how do you get a warm blanket in an ever chaotic world or a security blanket? I mean, right? we did come out of everything that we started creating, even through YouTube, came out of the pandemic. It came out of sort of feeling isolated and, you know, not, you know, not going to set 12 hours a day and getting away from your kids and your family. It was more like, how do I control the narrative? How do I grow my brand? Let's just get a camera and shoot. I mean, that's right. what's fun about it is that everyone can do this as long as they have the right village around them. And, and that's what we've been doing is building well, our village. Well, and nostalgia, like, it's not going anywhere. Like, 10 years from now, whatever the key shows that popped up now are that people love, those will be beloved then more, right? So I, I don't think we would ever going to pivot from that per se entirely. But, um, yeah, that's definitely a part of our continued strategy for the moment. Yeah. And what would each of your dream show or person to host a podcast on the network be? Uh, you go first. Well, I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm about to announce it, so. <laughs> you go last. Yeah. Well, if I'm going last, from a business perspective, friends, for sure. We're coming after you, Jen Aniston. Um, 
Uh, do we want to? She you doesn't know, like. She doesn't like influencers. We're looking at. We're looking in the in this. We're 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 starting to really look hard into the sports space and even rewatches like classic games. You know, with really big athletes. Um, I think that whole category alone would be a dream. Would be a dream pursuit, and we're we're certainly going after it now. You've talked about music. You know what? Michael Jordan. Oh. Michael, a podcast with Michael Jordan. I'm throwing it out there. <laughs> MJ, Manifest it. I know you Cal. get 470 mil residuals off the air deal, but come on, man. Come over. <laughs> what do you think, Cal? Um, well, I, I think about it in the opposite way. Like, when I look back, like, what's kind of been the blessings of my life is that I'm, I'm presented with things that surprise me and getting to learn about new worlds and people that I've never known. So I think, like, I just play the cards as they, as they come off the deck, and I'm always looking for something that sparks my curiosity or interests me, so... I don't know what the dream show is yet. I kind of just stay very open and just follow my instinct. So I'm not sure. He's very helpful that way. Things just kind of like, he'll be like, look at this. Come out of nowhere and we're like, oh my God, that's brilliant. Yeah. yeah. And besides when you have coming up, what is an aspect like when oh. you aspire so don't, to get? So don't, don't do it yet. You got to let me know. I'm like so excited. Uh, I, I mean, Brennan and I have talked about getting more into the musical space. There's um, an individual that we absolutely love and adore who's close to, close to us, and she's part of one of the largest um, groups in the world. And it would be there's certain people that would just be wonderful oh, to work with. And yes. I think more more than it being sort of gimmicky, because we don't want nostalgia to feel gimmicky we want it to feel like a community each of these podcasts represents a different fan base and a different community so when you're watching wizards of waverly pod and you're watching selena gomez you know come on zoom right after therapy or something it's like holy cow i'm having this authentic connection vis-a-vis -vis my my you know phone or my whatever tablet yeah i think with with music it's, it's also thinking about how are podcasts going to evolve right like what I like the idea of a sort of an open format with music where there's music being created on the spot. And then they're also digging into the past of things they've done, almost like a tiny desk, but in a shorter time. So, you know, I think it, uh, you know, would be a dream to do several of those kinds of shows with very successful musicians, almost like a behind the music thing, but also with a live music component. So we're, you know, hopefully in the next year or two, we're going to be do some, doing some of that. Um, like Backstreet Boys and Sync. Ooh, well, they have one already, right? Lance so Bass has one. I'll convert that to my, for me, that's Pearl Jam, <laughs> you know, but, but Backstreet Boys are also awesome. Um, no, I get the nostalgia for sure. Uh, but no, yeah, I, I mean, all, all, all music is interesting in some ways. So people that are talented performers would be really fun so to be working with. Ways, we're not committed to TV shows that there's no. a. Yeah, I think. Well, vision. let's do it all. <laughs> Who has ideas? You tell us. We'll try our best. Please do. If you have a good um, idea, we'll listen to it. Yeah. Okay, and I guess now we can announce the next podcast. <gasps> Yay! Yes, Thank please. you. Uh, Christy, I think you should do the honors. Yeah. Okay, so I have been super excited. I've been teasing it a little bit, but I was so blessed to have a very dear friend recently come into the Vulnerable podcast. Um, we reconnected after a while um, because... We weren't ever really given a chance to spend time together intimately, and I feel a little bit robbed of that, um, especially after having her come on Vulnerable. And so Brendan had always really felt very strongly about this person and me sort of... For four years. 
He's always I've been said trying it. to make get a show with the two of them. He's together. like, I just and this was before podcast. You were like, I just don't know how this is gonna happen. But and it then needs to. and then it circled back. And then what I love about working with him, not because he's my husband, but is because he was he served in the Marine Corps for those of those who don't know, and he is actionable. And so when he sets his mind on something, he gets extremely clear headed. I just scream really loud. <laughs> It's got to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but he also really does have a very big heart, and he cares very much about the folks that are uh, hosts um, with us. And so he cares very much about the lady we're about to bring up, and I do too. And I think we're all very excited to enter this new chapter of uh, a podcast that we're going to put everything into. We love it Before so much. Before we say her name, what's the podcast called, Christy? Big Name Bitches. Boom. Annalisa Vanderpool, everyone, please, please come, come on up, up Annalisa. <laughs> <laughs> Disney Channel star, also Belle on Broadway, the last Belle and Beauty and the Beast legend, Annalisa Vanderpool. Yes. I thought you were going to say Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I'm no Michael Jordan, but I'll do. Yes. You are, you yes. are beyond. Yes. Okay, so now you see, you see this? This is all this I get to have. Oh, it's Angel. Oh, this I get to have. <laughs> thanks, for, thanks for that introduction. I really appreciate it, and I appreciate being here. Yes, and this is Jen Jen. Annalisa, you guys met in the lobby. Yes. Yes, a fellow LA-in. Yeah. <laughs> so is this your first foray into podcasting? It is. What a good question. It is. And I'm so happy to do it with Christy. Um, I've always wanted to do something like this. I guess um, podcasting. And who better to do it with than the experienced, talented group of Podco. Um, Thank you. You know, I've always wanted to sort of just be myself and, and talk as myself, sort of um, not under the guides or the umbrella of Disney. While Disney is wonderful. Um, <laughs> the tea great, will be great, spilt. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually... What, what the quotes are that you're supposed to say in <laughs> a Disney interview. <laughs> no, but really, Disney's it's great. great. But um, I'm looking forward to being myself and talking about real issues like the war in Ukraine and oh. global warming. Okay. I'm just kidding. That's not what I'm talking about. <laughs> Holy shit. The stuff I really experienced in. Um, yeah. No, no. Just having brunch with my gal yes. on camera. Having fun. You know, vulnerable. When, when we got to talk, I was like, this feels heavy. Can we just have fun? Well, it is called vulnerable. <laughs> true. Vulnerable. True, true, true. That's true. But I do, I mean, what do you think? I mean, as an outsider, knowing our dynamic, what, what the scope of... I mean, you guys make me laugh so hard. And like, I, I really think, I really think it's an antidote to cynicism. Like, I think this, this podcast is just what you said. It's, it's being with your friends at brunch, talking about anything, everything from the past to today, to your relationships, to your thoughts. I mean, uh, you're going to bring, you guys are going to bring your signifs, John, Jono and I on Jono! and just roast us. TikTok star. Yeah. Also Comedian. hilarious human being. That's my hot boyfriend over there who's also an actor on a show called I Love That For You on show. I guess sorry. sorry. <laughs> what a gem. <laughs> But you are coming on the podcast, so. Yes. Yeah, and we're going to make fun of you. intimate things. Yep. Mm -hmm. I could see you guys talking for hours and hours on your podcast. But don't do it right now. What's editing <laughs> process like? So you take their eight-hour conversation. Who edits this to That's a great question. Good it is painful minutes. for us, Jen. No, um, we... Ten minutes. Okay. It, that's how... Yeah, okay. Wait, who said that? This guy. You are... Sad, dude, Mark. These people are riveted, man. Uh, it is... 
that's a that's actually a Cal thing. I'm gonna throw it to you. Yeah, we have a we have a ten minute guy on on set who holds up the ten minute card. No, well, we actually we do. <laughs> we actually do. We have a clock. Yeah. It's a, a STFU guy. Yeah. We, we do some live editing, so we have like a switcher. Um, so there's some live editing of the cameras, and then that essentially like a rough cut is delivered to a post production team, and um, it's it's honestly just like a it's a big machine of moving parts, and then you know setting deadlines for when notes have to be done, and we have people who are on set as producers who are then responsible for giving notes on the cuts and kind of QCing it, and then it gets broken off to the social team who are identifying lift-outs of moments that could be interesting to share, and then those get sent to the post team, and they bring those cuts out, and then they get notes. It's just like, and you've got, you know, however many shows, however many episodes all happening at once. So a lot of spreadsheets um, and, and, and making mistakes and, and being like, oh, no, that's coming up next week, and it's... it's uh, Fun. Constantly <laughs> in and, uh, oh, it sounds so the opposite of fun. It sounds horrible. <laughs> but I always appreciate it when I'm watching Bravo or Summer House or anything like reality, how well they edit. I feel like there should be an award show just for the editors because yeah. it's a talent in its own. It really makes or breaks yeah. the show, doesn't it? Yeah, even sports is actually quite the editing. The, the show. Yeah, you, you lost me at sports. <laughs> <laughs> the show comes, the shows come together in the edit. So, so they're vital part of of what we do but i do think so just from a like a filmmaking perspective we live switch with five cameras all the podcasts we shoot so we have as close to a line cut as we can have shout out to black magic black magic who provides all of our gear they're the the best um name drop but they (laughs) we try to give the editors a near a near finished product it's not always the case. Like they still have to dig in and do their due diligence, but we know how unbelievably tedious and difficult the task of video editing is, and we require a lot. We ask a lot of the people we do, and we're very, very, very grateful for them. And I will but, say yeah. that we sometimes, I, I'm really looking forward the, to the assets that we are able to extract from us from week to week, because it's just gonna be so much fun. There's gonna be so much that we can take out. And a part of these assets for anyone who is a creator in here, it's really good to locate what's gonna amplify your message. And so I think even though a lot of things can go viral, it's also, I think we always try to be as authentic as possible, also representing uh, our podcast as, as, as best as possible as well, and delivering upon that promise. What I would say, yeah, with that, with like thinking about deliverables, press strategy, et cetera, I think, I think sometimes you gotta give people a little shiny wrapper. They think, they think they're gonna open it up and get a piece of candy, and they, they open it, and it's a Thanksgiving dinner. So part of what we aim to do is, like, really deliver a meal. Like, you think you're going to get some, and you are going to get some tea. But, like, you need to stay and, like, get the full meal to really digest and understand that there's more that comes from this than just, like, you talking crap with your friends about somebody. Yeah. yeah. How many podcasts do you have out a week about now? One a week for each. We currently have five. Now this is six. Um, we have another enormous announcement that's coming in July. Um, that'll be seven, and then three more, four more, sorry, <laughs> that are coming in, in the following three to four months. And this is all Each in West Hollywood in our, our work loft. Our studios in West We've Hollywood. We've moved from a very small studio space that you've seen as well in downtown LA to now a, you know, a larger place in West Hollywood. And I think our growth is, is just so encouraging and so lovely that 
you know, we have so much Here. support. Offices in Austin. But we are Austinites, oh, baby. Oh, we would we love that. Yeah, yeah. We are live you in kidding Austin. me? We love it. We are Offices never leaving Austin. Austin. Coming soon. Yes. yes. We would love that. Podcast and podco.com. Yeah, pod, well, podco.us. Some punk took. Anyway, um, <laughs> so no, we are. We actually are opening up a satellite podcasting studio here in Austin, uh, and we. <laughs> Thank you. Well, I don't even know what that Support means. Support local. What's the satellite do? I guess I don't know. Oh, it's just a satellite dish it's inside like a dish. there. It's not functional. <laughs> we we're gonna so just comedy in Austin. We're doing some of that. So that's going to be a lot of fun. And we want to support local and grow as much as we can here, too. Yeah, we haven't really but we don't want to make Annalisa fly Austin. to Austin every week. Yeah, I'm not no. doing that. Guy. No, I'm just kidding. I love Austin. <laughs> she did I, fly I, here. Austin's so supportive of the arts. I've done a lot of theater out here. I used to do Austin musical theater, but I don't think it's here any longer. But Should yeah. we sing? Yes, let's sing something from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> that will happen, by the way. I just want to warn everybody. You're we're going we're gonna to break into song. They are on the podcast. There actually will be a lot of singing. Yeah. Oh, Podco, I love you so. You'll never know. Oh, oh I rhymed. No. They <laughs> did. It was very good. Cal and I can beatbox. <laughs> if that helps. You got to stick behind, behind the camera until we ask. Yeah. Should we open up a... Should we take one? Yeah. Yay. Yeah. Okay. Do you guys have any questions? Like one or two questions. Do you need any advice for podcasting? That's a great question. Um, really... Do you want to take it or should I? I don't want to bogart time. I, I would just say that like I don't know how podcasts grow without social media. Like I, there's no there's no means inside podcasting apps to share or repost or mm. connect with people. It's really a word of mouth growth, which is obviously works over time. There's many many successful podcasts, but I think without social media, I don't know how you grow at a at a reasonable pace. That's my. It's a very good answer. Yeah, just I think if there's a takeaway from us, just know that the visual component is important for, for to get the word out. I, I'll, I'll add one little thing. Have a unique value proposition. You know, in an oversaturated space, like you, you need to stand out, right? So create something that's not too derivative. Yeah, it's either you're entertaining, inspiring, or educating. That's like the three pillars of TikTok right now, too. It's like entertaining, educating, or inspiring. I think that, I love that. That's really good. I didn't oh. come up with it. Thank you. Oh. Are you flirting with me? <laughs> you, you look really cute today. Uh, I just wanted to ask a follow-up question for yours because I think his question about the podcast is great, but in the world of social media, and you guys don't have to give the exact, but like what percentage maybe of your budget do you spend sponsoring podco.us content on Facebook, on TikTok, Ooh. on Instagram? Like, so that way people know who are trying to get started out. Yeah, it's word of mouth, but you still have to compete with, you know. Great question. Do you mean paid or you just mean like being exposed on there and like taking the time to like put it up there? Is that what you mean? Or promoting it. He's talking about promoting it on Facebook. and so. No paid. But, but again... Look, our, our hosts are, are known, you know, they're, they're household names. So they, they, already have a, they already have an engaged fan base that we can borrow to start putting us up there. But really what it's about is our social team is making so many assets. So if you're talking about where our personal investment goes as a company, our operational expenses, almost the entirety of it is to our social side. How many do we post per week per show? Post every, pretty much every day on all shows. 
Just wall to wall. And there, and we also have the personals of people's right. socials. Yep. It's a lot. There's initial say, investment required, yeah. for sure. That doesn't mean don't tr do it, though. Like, if you have a really great idea, like, great ideas and great execution, if you have those two things, you will stand out. Now comes the hard work. It's about the work. You know, if you do that, you'll be good. I think you had a question. Do you hear something? Uh, are you guys going to go about uh, growing your team when you have your satellite office here? Oh, I think we might have some applications. What's up? E, will you give us your card? Um, branded in integrations first to get the money. <laughs> so more of those. No, we're, we, we put out, um, yeah, we, you know what's funny is we've had so much in, incoming traffic and inquiries for, for uh, you know, job opportunities. It's been really a, a pleasure to, like, go through and see. So, I mean, inquiries at podco.us, that's the place to go. But, like, I will say this, when it comes to like an employee-employer structure, we don't look at ourselves that way. Like this is absolutely a team. People say stuff like that because it's like the party line, but it truly, it truly is. Like we don't like, like you work for me, you gotta do this. No, no, every piece of this puzzle is, is absolutely important. And so we think about ourselves that way. It's like everybody um, that we like try to get onto our team is an asset, whether it's a host or it's anyone from behind the scenes. Everyone is an asset. Everyone is an active team member and has something to give us. Yeah. Yeah. So we we're, need it. We're granular. Like we're very. Yeah. We we really. We're also very protective. <laughs> we are. We yeah. are from the East Coast originally, uh, uh, I, and I, that's what I like about Austin, though, is that people are no nonsense here, but they got a big heart and they're very kind. So. <laughs> what? Nothing. Okay. No, I would just was like. So quiet. I feel like He's we'll just Annalisa's yeah. here, and um, she looks gorgeous. Thank you, Christy. Yeah. Can we just I clap did. one more time for Annalisa? Can we just like give yeah. promotion for the dress? Thank you. <laughs> Do you, Jen, should you be picking? <laughs> Your president's taking over. I want to be biased. <laughs> Sorry. No. I, here's what I'll tell you. We're very, very inundated we into cook? the Austin food scene. That'd be fun. Um, so Philip Franklin Lee, Kevin Fink, Sane, uh, Wong, like all, all of these folks that are like namesakes here who are unbelievable chefs. We're going to be talking to these people also, folks in New York and other places. Um, Austin has such a great food we are, scene. Yeah, so part of the draw oh, just... It. With food, part of the draw for us coming here, besides the people being amazing and the energy being amazing and a whole slew of other reasons, is is food. We're huge, huge foodies. Um, and I have like a food media background also. Yeah. Yeah. We did. We had a cooking channel. We had a we had a cooking show together on Hulu. On Hulu. Oh. On Fox. Um, yeah. That doesn't mean we know what we're doing. <laughs> it just existed. But yeah. So. I'd say just stay tuned. How would a local Austin night is like, I guess, the minute, or how are you going to pick local talent to be on your network? Uh, I've been nominated for one of Austin's best podcasts. Woo! Oh, 
say what? Whoa, cool. Congrats. That's what's required. No, you just... Paranormal. What was that? Paranormal putas. That's amazing. Hell yeah. I the alliteration. That. So you're saying standing out. There you go. Like that. That's it. Paranormal you have to be fearless. Like that alone, you're just standing up and doing that makes me like, I want to, I need to talk to you. Um, so uh, yeah, I mean, our email address for sure. Our, you know, we're on Instagram. We're everywhere. So just reach. We read everything. We read everything. Yeah. Some of the I comments mean, we're not supposed to I read. I think I we're read. like 15 people deep now on the team, and we're going to be growing more over the next couple of months. So more people will be paying more attention to all the things coming in because I'm a little... Yeah, I need to sleep. Um, but the, I think you could just reach out to us through any of those means, and we'll, we'll take a look at anything you have. Like, yeah. If it's good, we're game. I love all the questions. Thank you for engaging yeah. with us. Hi. Um, I'm wondering, you They make us stay totally silent. <laughs> we just, yeah. Get back. Get back in there, actor. Isn't the dress beautiful? <laughs> no, I'm sorry. It's, it's almost... No. To, it's I almost... actually wanted Annalisa to maybe answer that in terms of, like, it being a new thing that we have not shot yet. So uh, how has your experience been so far with... Terrible. Sorry, I'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> To be honest, like he says, it takes a village, it takes a team, and this is a great team. Podco's a great team, and so is Calvin. Everybody's great. Um, but the reason I have never done something like this is because it takes a team, and it takes a right team, and I've never had somebody come to me with an idea. So they've come to me with ideas, and yeah, we spitball. I say some of the things I want to talk about. Um, we always were, we're called big name bitches because we're actors and we have names. We're long names. Long, <laughs> and so it's a double meaning. But we don't want to come off as bitches, and I think that's been a lot of, um, <laughs> we want to come off as batches, but not bitches. Tongue in cheek. <laughs> Um, yes. But, but in that, we're talking a lot about that. So we have a lot of creative input. But at the same time, I will say this. I'm an actor. I'm a triple threat. I'm an actor, singer, dancer. And I used to think that was enough. And it's not anymore. You really have to be your own publicist. You have to be a writer. And you have to be a producer. So I'm learning how to do that. But when it comes together, when you get talent, and when you get intellect and intelligence, like the people up here, it's really magic. And I'm looking forward to learning a lot. But it's very collaborative, long story long. And also, we, we want her to succeed. We want her to learn that. I, we, I feel very strongly about that, because I, I understand what that's like, to not understand, to be sort of, you know, what am I doing? This is new. This is new to me. But I know that there's a way here, and I know I have something to say, and yes. I, kn I know I have something in me. Yes, I know a lot of people want to hear me talk because they grew up watching me. Mm. But I always I have to um, manifest that into the right message. I can't just be talking because there's so much noise out there. Yeah, it's a megaphone. We've always said that. Oh, social media is like a megaphone, right? Yes, it is. It's exactly that. And what are you trying to put into the world? What I would say, real quick, just to your point too, I don't, we don't look at anybody as talent. I'd say, um, I know what you mean by it, but like we, everybody shares in this together, right? So we really look at uh, the, the host as an inter integral part of the business and the team. So their creative input is absolutely necessary. You know, we, we defer back to them and we first ask them, what do you want to do? You know, and then of course we'll come in and we'll, we'll be like, okay, well now let's talk creatively and see like how do we 
maybe it doesn't need any refinement. Maybe it's perfectly raw as is. Would we look at it as a giant collaborative support system? That's how we approach it. The producers are they're mainly creative support for the host. The host has the final say on everything that's in the show. But a host may say, like, we're really interested in doing an episode on this subject. The, the producer might go and research a bunch of stuff, present ideas. And they're really just trying to help guide. And, and then they're there on, on set to make sure you know, they set goals about the kind of topics they want to cover. They might help them like that. And then afterwards, those same producers are like, I remember the conversations we had ahead of time about what we want this episode to be about. And I'm going to make sure in the, in the post process, like I'm guiding that idea through. Mm -hmm. So that, um, you know, the amount of hours that goes into one episode that finally makes it, uh, if you were to calculate the hours of the various people, it's like a lot of hours. And hosts really, their requirement is to bring their ideas, to be there on set, and to, and to give the best performance possible. Uh, they're, they're not required to, although they do, actually, a lot of our hosts even QC the episode, they'll, they'll put their notes in. So they do, they are even, we, we would never, would never block the host out any step of the well, also, I'll say with vulnerable, I, cu I, I allow some of my guests when it's extra sensitive for them to tell me, you know, hey, this is a safe space. Um, and it's not like I've, I've had people interview me and then use things that I didn't want used. And I felt, you know, sort of exploited in that regard. So depending on the co kind of content that you're making, I do think that your relationship to everybody that's in the content has to have consent to a certain degree. <clears throat> okay, they're telling us to wrap up, but you can find them. It's at been so great. Let's just say. And they read the email. Thank you, guys. <laughs> we love you, Jen. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you, Jen. Thank you guys for having me. And please follow us on our socials if you guys don't already. We're on YouTube, TikTok, Podco's all there. Reach Anna out Lisa if you need and anything. I are both there. And stay tuned because we have some really great announcements. And have a great rest of your festival, everybody. And we love you guys. Great Go, plans. Austin. You have been listening to the TV Campfire Podcast, hosted by ATX TV co-founders Emily Gibson and Caitlin McFarlane, and produced by Jennifer Morgan. This conversation was recorded live at ATX TV Festival Season 12 in Austin, Texas, between June 1st and 4th, 2023. For more information on the festival and becoming an ATX TV member, follow us at ATX Festival or visit atxfestival.com.